Hey! Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. So I got two ways that I wanted to start this. When I was in the bathroom a second ago, there was a bug in my hair. <laughs> and I think that it has something to do with us sitting outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. And it's gotten so long that I can't always tell, like, is it just like an itch? Or is there like something in it? Yeah. But it was a bug in it. But anyway, <laughs> my best friend through all but the first, well, I'll just say all of high school, probably about two or three years after high school, is Henry McMaster's brother's son. Really? So uh, his, Henry Nephew. is his uncle. Yeah. Yeah. And I was such good friends with this dude that I was like, hey, their family's having a get together. Like, invite Sean. Hey, you know, we're doing this this weekend. Like, like the big family shit. Do you want to come? So I was yeah. always around him and his family. Huh. And after I graduated high school, I lived in, you know, he used to be, or maybe still is, like a slumlord. Uh, yeah. I lived in one of those houses. <laughs> it, I lived there for maybe six months for $75 a week. And when I, <laughs> when I say a week, I don't mean it was 300 a month. <laughs> I mean it was $75 a week. <laughs> Every Friday, $75. <laughs> what type of no-tell motel shit is that, man? You know where... What's the name of that hotel? Not hotel, apartment building, downtown, right on like Frat Housing Row, where mm. that Leo's Chicken Wings was for like two years, and it's been another deli for like two years. Oh, yeah. Sammy's, or it was kind of near it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the Arms, Cornell Arms. Cornell Arms, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. want to say the Lawrence Arms. Because uh, that's, that's a band, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an old emo band. <laughs> hey, that's not emo. Stop <laughs> okay, like, all right, yo, that's a whole other podcast topic right there. You want to do a topic podcast, there's one for you, man. What is emo? Are we talking first wave, second wave, third wave emo? It gets complicated. It does get complicated. Which one was friend. the best wave? What was the best wave? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, mm. I guess it would depend what we're defining. Because everybody's going to have a different definition of that. Too, yeah, right? you know, and you're always going to be partial to what was hot when you were a certain age type. Sunny day real estate, though. Yeah. That's the shit. Okay. Well, word, yeah, you see. That's the, that's the shit I came in on. I came in, like, sunny day... They were OGs already by the time I got there, and it was like the the people that were having their like up and coming. It was like the Jimmy Worlds, and the, uh, the but yeah. You're, but you're older than I am a little bit, right? Yeah, but I found this stuff later. I didn't find it till I was like well into college. I thought like, you like grew up like punk rock. Yeah, well, yeah, I grew up punk like punk rock, punk and punk and Jason, but, but not, it was a but not emo. Yeah, but not emo. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I grew up like in a church. It was like a church environment. So, like, the stuff that found its way to me, it was, it all came in a different context. So, I had to, I don't know, I'm not even sure what I'm saying, except to say that, like, you didn't catch me at New Brooklyn at a show for a band that you might consider emo because they were on a label that's released other emo bands. That wasn't until, like, 2001. Would they catch you at 2758? 
<laughs> I missed 2758. It was closed by the time I started going to shows. No shit. Yeah, man. So, like, Elliot came, and they played there, and I missed that shit. Was it because you were so deep into, like, the Christian yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was too, like, I wouldn't go to, like, a... You were at the Christian shows. I was, yeah, I was doing, I was too busy. Like, I was probably at, like, a, a lock-in that weekend. Or I like, went I went to one Christian punk show, because there was this girl that was going to be there. Mm-hmm. I bet you know her because she was one of those Christian punk girls. She liked rabbits a lot. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? No, no, I don't think I know what you're talking about. If her, I did, I would say I did. Her name was Ashley or Amanda. She had short hair. It was always dyed some kind of color. Right. She had that crust punk style. She Ooh. had the. Oh, see? Ooh, okay. Yeah. And like her her AOL username was something about rabbits. Huh. And that's why I remember that she was into rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see man, it didn't it didn't go to waste, dude, like really basing your screen names around your interests is really yeah. a way for people to get to know you. She mm-hmm. she wasn't into me at all. No. But I, I went to the show and it was like not inside like where the pews are. Right. <laughs> but it was like inside the church. Okay, yeah. Right? Or the youth and building it, or something. And it was way out. I mean, it, it was a place that she said, like, they do punk shows here all the time. Huh. Like, Christian punk bands will, like, come here. So it must have been well known. Yeah. But I don't think I can describe it well enough for you to be like, yeah, oh, oh, that place. Yeah, I hear you. But anyway. I bet I saw shows there, though. Living in that that house, yes, where it was. It's right next to, it's across the street from the Cornell Arms. And it's an actual house, but it's been partitioned throughout the two stories to have like eight rooms in it. Oh. All I got was a room, one of the eight. Huh. And a community bathroom, community shower. Huh. And the people that live there were awesome. There was like this older, like single black dude that worked for the city doing something, some sort of manual labor. Cause yeah. you would always see him in his, like his outdoor city. Oh, the gear. city garb. Yeah. Right. The yeah, overalls. Man. Yeah. The coveralls. Yeah. But he would play jazz bass all night, hmm. not listening to it. He was playing it in his room with a little amp. Oh, hell yeah. And so I would see him come out, and we just like like I don't know a lot about I don't know any I know very little <laughs> about about jazz right yeah but I love going to like when the speakeasy was open yeah and just listening to it yeah I can't tell you anything about it yeah but you know but I picked up a couple like weird jazz fusion shit when we were at Manifest like a couple CDs that was just like weird shit Mm -hmm. and i really got into it but not enough to like continue my knowledge right but i know enough to know when somebody sucks at playing bass or when they're good at it right and this dude would just go he'd go off yeah that was awesome that's tight yeah and he would come out and he would say what's up and we would talk and i would come home and we'd be like what's going on hell yeah we'd go to our separate rooms but I couldn't mail the check. I couldn't 
have a money order. I don't think it was a money order. I, if I remember right, I had to take $75 cash to his secretary at his law firm every week, and that's how I paid it. Like, I had to make a trip to his building. <laughs> what the Do you fuck? remember the building that they used to be in? Do you no. remember? See, I got the inside track. Oh, Damn. Master, right? Yeah, you do. So, remember the building downtown that had the coffee shop under it, but the building was collapsing into the coffee shop, yeah. so they had to shut it down yeah. and then reinforce it and open uh-huh. it back up? Uh-huh. That's where his law firm was. Really? Because he used to be some sort of attorney. Because he's, what is he, the, he was the attorney general. Right? Yeah, no, and then he's, he's the, the governor. governor. Yeah. So he was just an attorney. Oh, right, right. And I used to hear all these stories about these fucked up cases that they would get because they specialized in getting money. All right, first of all, this is all hearsay, right? This is what I was told by a 17 year old kid about his uncle, right? Not admissible in court. <laughs> that when people killed themselves by parking on train tracks they specialize in getting money from the railway company for for the family (laughs) oh my god and oh you can't be called an ambulance chaser if there's no need for an ambulance no oh my god he worked during my (laughs) my friend his name was greg that'll make it easier you you might know him Greg McMaster? No, I feel like I would know if I knew a guy named Greg he, McMaster. You probably would have seen him with, like, Hardy at some point. Oh, okay. Or some, he was, if he was uh, friends with Hardy, yeah. I might could have seen him around at some point. Yeah. But he worked in the summer. His summer job was, like, the office gopher. Oh. So he actually knew, like, because he would come, we'd go hang out, and he'd be like, guess what shit, like, I heard today. Oh, wow. And it was always, like, like this guy obviously parked on the tracks to murder himself by this train. And I'd be like, well, that's not an accident because you can't get any money if you kill yourself. Yeah. But he's like, no, like my uncle makes it look like (laughs) (laughs) he's like like the car stalled or something. Can you prove that it was not (laughs) right? You know? And he was like, like, my uncle can't prove it, but they can't prove it. And Um, they don't want bad publicity. So he just goes for like the settlement. Wow. And that was that was what they did, like day in, day out. And I was always like, Is this a common enough thing? And he's like, Well, dude, he does it for like like countrywide. Like he's like known and I was like, Okay. I got one more. Oh my god. So I think it was during oh, the, during the state fair one year. Type of Chuck Paladuk shit. You do you ever know Will DeWitt? Andrew DeWitt. I knew Andrew DeWitt. So his younger brother. Okay. Me and his younger brother and Greg, we were like the three close dudes in our group. Oh. Like we, we did everything together. We were going to the fair one year and Greg was like, let's go stop by the office. He used to take us into the office after everybody had left for the day oh. at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And we would go up onto the roof and you could like see the city. Yeah. And like at that age felt like you were like king of the world yeah, right like course. i'm like columbia you know <laughs> like this massive like, sprawling metropolis <laughs> this will all be ours one day gentlemen <laughs> right, exactly like that kind of like a gta moment yeah <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but then he starts telling us like uncle type jokes, like the most inappropriate, oh, like gosh. fucked up jokes that you would tell to like 17 year old kids. Oh my God. And gosh. he's just going and going and like laughing at himself. And we're all just like, we're just like kind of staring at each other. Yeah, like, like, what, oh, yeah we're going to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's always a weird thing with politicians when you're like, it's like, oh man, I don't re- I have respect for this person. It's like, I mean, are you really supposed to like respect a politician, right? Like, yeah, they're not like your dad, right? Yeah, exactly. And we talk, we talk all the time about, we, we talk very cynically about politicians as like a category of people, but then we talk very like passionately and vulnerably about politicians that we personally vibe with or believe in, right? Um, and I'm not trying to like both sides this uh, shit and say that like uh, that somewhere in the middle lies like if they're doing shit that you're passionate about and that's what you're about by all means man like you know go to town in in support of them and and let people know why you support them for the things that they're doing McMaster is like I feel like he's like part of this crop of I feel like we're living at a time in history where we're gonna have to like the way that they look at, you know how you look at, like, you're like, I, we, you know, we love America. We love our country. We're patriots. Like, we, you know, we, we love this place. We want to see it succeed and fucking do all the, uh, be, uh, live up to its creed and be a beacon on a hill, all that shit. Like, we all want that. We want that. But I feel like we, um, the people who we look to, to make the shit happen and the quality of the people that we look to to make the shit happen goes up and down throughout history and I feel like we're just like a, at a real fucking low point right now and the it, the low point in a way like we'll look back on it and people be like man what the hell was those motherfuckers thinking you ever like when you were in history class and you were like they did what it's like everybody back then felt like that and it's like well enough of them that that's what they did and you're like word how how why how could society be that bankrupt morally that like that shit was cool and everybody was just like fine with it and i feel like we're living at a time where like kids my nephew's age he's nine now maybe younger than him will look at a bunch of the shit that people in politics are doing now with that same type of wow y'all it really got that bad like y'all was really just like doing that and i feel like mcmaster is one of those cats that's gonna get that type of you know what I mean? It's just like the bar is not very high. You know what I mean? Like, being a politician is a thankless job, I'm sure. But it should be. Because your ass is getting paid to fucking wheel and deal on behalf of the people. And a lot of the people that have done it in the past that weren't getting thanked at the time, at least when you look back at it, it's like, oh, good job, Lincoln. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like you did yeah. some good shit. They're going to they're gonna get a real, real bad a real bad rap, but they earned it. And they earned it easily because all they did, like everyone knew who they were. Like Henry McMahon, like he's from here. His family's from here. So yeah, whatever time. he is, like a lot of people know. If it's, a, if you want to say their secrets, they're like open secrets. You know what I mean? You basically generally know who you're dealing with. And so when you, you elect somebody, 
God knows you don't elect them because you agree with everything that they believe or vote for them because you agree with everything that they believe. Yeah, it's impossible, right? It's impossible to fucking do Never that. Never going to be like the perfect, oh, exactly. this guy, this guy exactly. hits every single one. Exactly. And you know, there's what a politician tells you they're going to do, and then there's what a politician tells you about who they are. And it's that whole deal about when people tell you who they are, believe them. And when I look at what Trump told people about who he was, and still got in there, you know what I mean? Like when, when I look at politicians that are like very openly and plainly saying who they are as people, like this is what I fuck with. Like this is who I am. This is the shit I've done. Uh, and we're not talking about shit I've done and I ain't proud of everything I've done. I'm saying this is the shit I've done and I'm proud of straight it. with this. I'm yeah. fucking proud, bruh. Like this is me, dog. And if you elect me, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And some of it might benefit you and some of it might benefit you. But I, but this is who I am. And it's like when you can – it. it that's the sticker with with politics is like when people tell you very plainly who they are and then you have to do this math of like do i support you because you're gonna give me things i think we should have even though i don't fuck with who i know you to be versus like you're saying things i don't necessarily completely agree with but i know who i know you to be you know what I mean? Right. Just a, a good, stand up fucking dude. Person, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's who we need in there. And having that whole, and it's those two calculuses playing against each other. And then it gets even more complicated because it's like there's the shit that you know about who, what somebody's about. And then there's the shit that you can admit to, that you're ready to admit to, right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like I have a lot of people try to talk to me about why they should be, I shouldn't be mad at them because they're Trump supporters. And, and then I'll, like, point out, like, very obvious, like, okay, so you're a Trump supporter. How do you feel about Trump doing this? Oh, I don't like that. Okay, how do you feel about Trump doing this? Oh, I don't like that. I was like, okay, those are things that affect me and people I know very, very deeply. Like, it makes us worry to be, like, safe in the world. So, like, what are the things that you're getting from him that are so important that you don't give a shit about what he's doing to people you know who look like me? Because the things that he's doing... Are are the things that are affecting people like you? And that and, th- and that's what. And some people aren't ready to admit that shit. Some people can't bring themselves there. What people like Trump make easy. What people like Trump throughout America's history have always made easy is they will do the dirty work for the people who want to keep their hands clean. They want it to go on because the shit that's going on is benefiting them. They don't feel good about it. And like, they feel a certain amount of cognitive dissonance about this shit, but they deal with their own little guilt in their own little way, and they're fine with that. They don't want it taken away. They're like, I will, st- I will take this guilt to know that if my son gets in trouble with the local sheriff, he's not going to get the shit kicked out of him. He's not going right. to get the book thrown at him. Yeah, he's going to be okay. Now, if they do that to Jamal, my buddy's friend that he plays, uh, my son's friend that plays basketball with him, and he gets a rougher thing, well, I hope Jamal knows better than to do that around here. You know what I mean? And that and they're not okay saying that to me because they know how fucked up it is. And so they'll support the people that will uphold that, but they they don't feel the freedom to admit even to themselves that that's what and why they're doing it, but it's shit that's important enough to them that they're like, "Fuck it, I'll eat that, dude. Like, I'll I'll take an extra 45 minutes to go to sleep tonight because I feel like I'm kind of a fucked up person a little bit, but I'll be okay to get to sleep, to get to sleep. Yeah. But I'll wake up in a world where it still pays to be me safe to be white. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people that are there and it's that calculus of all those things playing against each other, man. Like, but it's uh, so I've, I've given this and things like this a lot of thought. Um, And one of the things that 
that comes to mind hearing you talk about that that like oh it's still widening the gap because I don't I don't see like he hasn't done anything to make things tangibly better for for white people and he was never he's never intended to like he's nothing new like it's all happened before and the reason that you his behavior and what he's been doing doesn't make sense to you because like you said you're not just somebody that's there occupying the office until we look over all these issues again and figure out who we want to do it after you like you're actively going out of your way to make it worse for people you yeah. know like you're you're not just occupying space and not doing shit for me that I give a fuck about like you're like fucking up shit for my friends and people that I don't think you should be fucking with and making the world worse like you're giving me more reason to go out of my way to dislike you why would you do that one very simple reason very few people in this country have ever lost or gone broke betting on the baser instincts of man right like that's what demagogues go off of and so what he's betting is that I can make a small minority of this country so virulently angry and uh, uh, you think he gets off on it militant in a way I don't think he gets off on it I think he thinks he can get enough of the country off to it to ride into a second term you think I that's th the base oh absolutely of everything is, oh, he's yeah. trying to just stay in office he, he's playing time. he's playing yeah he doesn't want it he doesn't want to lose like he doesn't want the, he hates the job but the only thing that he hates <laughs> he more than the lose. job is losing it he doesn't want to lose he wants to be president for another four years and tell people what the fuck to do even though he's miserable fucking doing it He'll die, in the, he'll die in the job. He fucking hates it. But he'll be damned if he loses it because, like, he couldn't win. These are his people. He won it the first time, everybody. Blah, 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 2016 talk. Which is talk. fucking crazy because he didn't win it the first because time. Because he didn't win it the first time. But it taught him a lesson. And that dude, he learns he's he's just like Pavlov's dogs or mice that they use and whatever. Like, you, you put him through stimuli and he gets negative stimuli. He knows what not to do. He gets positive stimuli. He knows what to do. And he knows that what has worked for him has been the dude that's willing to say the shit that other Americans aren't willing to say. He's willing to say the shit that all of the people that on some deep level, they know they're tied to that shit. They know that their fortunes are tied to that shit. So they're not going to go up to somebody and say that people that come from Mexico are fucking rapists and thugs. And maybe I assume some of them are good people, but they think it way deep down inside. They just have enough control of their fucking id that it doesn't come spilling out their mouths. This guy doesn't have it, wrote it all the way to the fucking seat of power. And now he can say it for me. I don't have to say shit. And he's hoping, praying. And it's not on a wing and a prayer, because if you look at the history of the country, it's on his fucking side that he's probably making a pretty decent bet that there are enough of those people that will vote for him and either lie about it or justify it in some type of way that you see on the news, you see on the talk shows when those people are talking to each other. They'll come up with a way to justify all the bullshit that he does because at the end of the day, they're going to vote for him either way and they just got to figure out a way to make it okay. And he's betting that there are enough of those people that are going to cancel out all of the motherfuckers that are just like, no, this guy sucks. What are you talking about? He's making things worse for everybody. I'm not going to vote for him. Why would you vote for him? And he's like, well, I'm voting for him. My cousin's voting for him. My nephew's voting for him. I registered my 16-year-old boy to vote. He's not legal yet, but that's not... We, we got to get one or two in for every one of them illegals that they got voting down there and blah, blah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, even if... Uh -huh. If we went back four years and you were like, dude, I got this presidential candidate for you, like... He doesn't play by the rules. 
He says what's on his mind. Uh-huh. He says whatever it is that he wants. Yeah. He fucking sticks it to somebody. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get this dude. <laughs> like, let's get this person that's not scared yeah. of, yeah. you know, of the big, big corporations. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care about payoffs. He's already rich. He's 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 wild. He's crazy. He's going to... He's going to say the shit that you and I would say if we were president. Mm. I'd be like, fuck yeah. And then yeah. we would get this, and I'd yeah. be like, that's not the shit I would say. <laughs> what type of monkey's paw ass <laughs> wish did you get? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Never oh, in my life would I have expected, oh, it's like, oh, guess what? Oh, He's a fucking racist. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, that's not what I thought you meant. Oh, damn it. Oh, I should have read. I thought he was gonna print. tweet about video games or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's just in the in the White House playing God of War. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. yeah. You remember when the flag thing was like a nationwide news story? Oh yeah. And you remember they said, "All right, we're gonna take it down." Uh huh. What was your reaction when you saw what they fucking did with it? Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good reaction. That kind of that kind of sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking uh, disappointed but not surprised. Like you know what I mean? Because it would. Because for me, on one level, it would have been like even if they had like taken it down, and just like absolutely gotten rid of it, I'd be like, oh wow, that's crazy. Like they did it. Right. Like, surprising. I, yeah. Yeah. But it wouldn't have it wouldn't have changed anything about like my day-to-day life no like for what you know what i mean like so so on one level i'd have been like oh wow you know but that would have been the end of it it's definitely a good step yes it's a good step it's a symbol it's saying that like like we're not holding on to these symbols because we don't hold the things that they sit uh uh that they're symbols of so close to our hearts anymore like it, it shows that you're moving away from you know like at some point you know you the the posters that come off your wall and then the the and the posters or whatever decorations that go up to, you know they signal a change like the day your new kids on the block poster comes off the wall might not be the day you say goodbye to like top 40 pop forever but it's right. showing there's a change happening it probably happened started happening long before the poster actually came down right or maybe didn't complete until sometime after but that is a symbol of a change of some kind that's happening you're not going to feel it in the minute but it's just showing that there's a shift. And so it's important for that reason. It's showing this a cultural shift going on, you know, because that thing went up. And the message was clear when that shit went up. Yeah. And that was heated. It was in the moment. Was, this was a letter to every, every motherfucking dark-skinned person in the state of South Carolina Hold about on. where the fuck they lived. When it went up? When it went up. It wasn't always there. You're telling me that they no, put it, it went up. up. Yeah, they put it up in protest to in 19 to the passing of the Civil Rights Act when Lyndon Lyndon, uh, Lyndon oh, B. Johnson shit. signed the Civil uh, the Civil Rights Act. And that's when in, they put it into up. law. That's when they. That's when they. Uh, so all this shit about that's when they like, put that shit up, dude. It's our history. Is like I mean, it's it was all, it was already bullshit. It was already right? bullshit. But but it was like bullshit that even that at was, the time. Even at the time, it was bullshit because you knew because they put it up as a symbol to be like. Uh, you can you, you can, can say what you want but, up, yeah, well, up there in your little Capitol Hill or whatever. So was like this late, year is Dixie, the late sixties. Uh, it was the early sixties. Er- yeah, it went up the in the fuck? went up in the early sixties. Went up in the early. I 60s. just figured 
it had been there since 18 whatever right <laughs> like it had just been there yeah no holy no, shit no man no they they put it on the dome they put it on the dome as a sign of defiance there's the no way that you past. can look at that knowing that and think that it was anything but you get what i'm saying yeah you feel me like that's and that's the shit that's what so when i talk about people not being able to deal with you know what i mean not being ready to admit things that they know very well to be true you know what i mean because there's like the when you can't when you're afraid of when you know that you're guilty of something and you're afraid of the consequence of it and you think that as long as you deny any guilt that you can escape the consequence the manner of things that you're willing to um the manner of things that you're willing to do, that you're willing to ascribe to, that don't make sense, that aren't, that are beneath your intelligence, they're beneath your dignity, they're things that you never do. Like you, you do them because of this fear of if, like, okay, so if I fucking go, all right, look, it's bullshit. Like you're right, it's you're right, we're fucked up, and it's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like so, like everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Like <laughs> our bad. And then if you if you feel like the consequence for that is that your entire world will crumble around you and everything right. yeah. will be taken you're from not you let it and you're just going to be punished to yeah, you're not going to because you fear that punishment, you don't know that like that all the fullness of life that you could have is on the other side mm-hmm. of that fear. Like it never pays to like hang on to like I did wrong by you. You know what I mean? Like I've wronged you. I've done fucked up shit, but I can't admit to it. I won't let it go because I'm afraid of what you'll take from me for it. You know what I mean? I'm sitting pretty right now, yeah. but I know I'm fucked up for it. Yeah, you know? People pretty like that self-preservation. Is, yeah, no matter dude. if it's like a physical or uh-huh. a mental, like it's uh-huh. there. So when they said, all right, like, fuck, we'll take it down. Yeah. Did they say, but we're going to put a giant fucking monument in front of the state house and put it there. I didn't know until it just showed up, yeah, right? Just, yeah. It was like a sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, we took it down. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, I don't know. They probably celebrated, like, thank God, like, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, this was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a little while. But now. then it was like, pop, like here's this fucking yeah. thing with like a Confederate, yeah. fucking like general or some mm-hmm. shit, right? Mm-hmm. With the flag, so that you can now see it. All and the way down closer, Main Street, and it was closer and to the street. In and your all face, that shit. yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, I'm sure more, more tax dollars spent to pay the policeman to sit next to it. Yep. 24 hours a day, yep. so nobody fucks with it. Until until Bree Newsom came along, and freaking climbed up there, put on like rock climbing gear, climbed up that shit during a protest to take it down, and took it down her damn self. And got you know, and got detained by the uh, Capitol Police and all that. For was that everything. recently? That was uh, that was a, a little while, maybe eight months, a year, or something before it, it it finally came down properly. Before it, uh, Haley was like, "All right, fuck oh. it, we'll take it down." Yeah. Is it gone? Gone now? Yeah, it's gone. Gone now. But not as of the recent Black Lives Movement. It was gone before. This it was shit. gone before that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a whole. There was a Haley big celebration. Haley is the one that it. like fucked a bunch of dudes at once, or some shit. Did right? she? I hadn't heard that. I don't want to say. Wasn't <laughs> there someone in the South Carolina political circle? Some woman, huh? Was like embroiled in some like 
orgy thing. Really? It doesn't sound familiar. Not to All me, right. no. I won't. I'm, I, think I, it, I think it was her. Hard be it for me gonna... to begrudge anyone their orgies. Like, yeah, you know, yeah they're, you, they're still people. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want, do you, man. What, it's cool for the Greeks and Romans to do it, but yeah. I'm going to... But I mean, that's shit on you now. That's no, what man. you're going to be known for. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking shit about you, but this is now directly like related to you. I'll admit that if it's it's if it's one of the few facts you know about somebody, right? Yeah, it's the one. You know, it's it's difficult to. <laughs> so she took down the Confederate monument, and mm-hmm. she got fucked by three dudes at once. Like that's that's what she gave us. Like, good job. Like, that's fine. Wow, man, that's sh- that's I don't, shocking. I'm. It seems more like a dude thing to do. Well, I think that's why it was such a thing, right? Because like, normally if oh, were the two dudes three, in political circle? Were the dudes I, I in political know. circles too? But um, normally you would think that the in like a group project like that, mm. the woman would be like coerced, or like the last one to join. Right. What did you Dude, you like, come on, dude. Come on, bro. Let's just let's just get this going. She'll join eventually. Like, come on, man. It's, okay, let me put it this way. How many times in your life has a woman ever approached you and been like, hey, I got some other dudes. <laughs> like, are you ready? Uh, like, are you down? Not a oh, lot, not oh. zero, but not, not a lot. Really, it, it's it's happened, All but right. like not. Amen. I'll give you something for that one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I expect you to be like, of course not. Uh, never happened. Yeah, I mean, I understood it to be something unique that was going on. Like you, so you appreciated it. <laughs> I appre- I appreciated it for the rarity of what was of what was happening. Sometimes that's like the best shit. It's like I don't really want to do this. Yeah. But it's never going to, I'm never going to have this chance again. Oh, and, wow. and most people it, also yeah. probably, most people probably don't get this chance. Yeah. So like, I got to do it even though I don't really want to. Oh, I wow. Experience it. Dang. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. For me, it was more like a, it was more like, damn, it's a shame. There are probably dudes that would be like hype about this. Like this is definitely oh, you didn't, not you didn't do, You didn't do it. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. no I, I just assumed you did. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's just like I I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. You want to hear a real personal story? (laughs) Sure. So I never had a threesome with another dude. Yeah. But I attempted to create one. Uh, If that makes sense. Sure. So like in the moment, like, I'm being seduced. Mm. That's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. And me and my friend were hanging out at this girl's house, and she is coming on to me. Right. Ugh, so I was like, I don't want to leave my friend out. So I was like, hey, go. Like, what you're doing for me, like, because she just, how graphic do you want me to explain this? <laughs> Tell me what you need to tell me to make it make sense. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so the deal was, I think what she's you're... going down on me. Okay, but he is like on the other couch, right like in the room. Okay, so in the room. Okay, and I was like, I feel bad for for <laughs> my friend. Like, go 
Like, go do this for him, right? Right. And she she does. She goes over there. Oh, wow. And she prepares to, you know, yeah. release it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I can't do it. Oh, and, that was, and that was it. Okay. But now you and him are in the same category. <laughs> Damn. Because you couldn't do it. Damn. So what is it? A, is it just too weird? Is it too dangerous? No, I think... Like, uh, dangerous, like, diseases and shit. Like, no, like, I can't uh, get involved. Sh- well, I mean... Or just not your thing. Uh, no, all of those are reasons to consider. I think, for me, the uh, the the thing then was just that I was I was still pretty virginal. Oh. Like, I wasn't a virgin. But virginal. Like, I like that word. Yeah. So, like... Like just a, I, just a little. Yeah, it was like I was like, yo, this I'm not ready for this. This is like like I'm, a, you know, it's like when you're playing steps. when you're when you're playing like a modern like third person action RPG. So it's like all like Dungeons and Dragonsy, <laughs> and you're like at a at a at a 14 because you're early in the game, right? And like the base that you're right by, but it's like a 60. Yeah, like you're outclassed. You know, yeah, yeah, you're not ready for that. Like, you know what I mean? I was oh, like, oh, this is. It a- was an insecurity thing in a way too. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's not I how I that. saw it then. I didn't like, you know, that's not how I broke it down in my head then. If the girl was like, like me and these dudes want you to join, and it was like Brad Pitt and Jason Momoa, I'd be like, nah, <laughs> like, like no. I don't care who the woman was. Like if she was like the hottest woman ever, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna be. I'm not going to be the weak link in that. Like, trade one of these guys out for, like, some fat old dude. Yeah, my God. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I got a buddy down at Planet Fitness. I'm going to bring him in with me. We good with that? His name's Phil. He's a postal <laughs> right. worker. Right. Right. <laughs> he he forever. is 48 years young and down for a good time. How about it? You would be that dude that she would remember forever. As being just like the third guy yeah. that wasn't Brad Pitt or Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Last time I saw you, we had this conversation that has stuck with me. And it's been, what has it been, a, a year? Maybe yeah. a year and a half, maybe? Yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. No, by now. And like, we've always been good friends. Absolutely. And I feel like we've always had this like, like I get you. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of people that I feel like, maybe people like me, and maybe like we're friendly, mm. but not that could say like, like I get how that dude's brain works. Right. Yeah. 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 But I keep replaying this conversation in my head because I feel like it was like a defining moment where it was like. M- it's hard for me to think of another person that I could have had this conversation with uh. where it would have went the way that it went. <laughs> do you do you know what I'm talking about? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I cannot wait. I was talking about... I want you to tell me when you remember it. Though. Okay. I was talking about how I don't do shit with my life and okay. how I've got to do something with it, but I don't know what it is that I want to do. Uh. And the example that I gave was like, I should just start digging holes. Does it sound familiar? This does absolutely sound familiar, yeah. And I was like, 
I was talking about I could open a restaurant and and it could fail. Yeah. I could start writing books and it could there's all these things I could start doing mm-hmm. that could fail and that's why I don't want to put the time, the effort, the money cuz I want to know like this probably has a decent realistic chance at succeeding. Mm. Like opening like a waffle house in Alaska probably isn't going to like be something that <laughs> could take off. Right? right. And I was like, I just got to start doing, you kind of convinced me like just start doing something. Yeah. And so I was like, I could wake up in the morning and every day just start like digging holes in my backyard. And then at the end of the day, I'll have a bunch of holes. Like, I won't have nothing. Like, I did something. Mm-hmm. Now I have all these holes. And, and you kind of said it at the same time. We had, like, this moment. We were oh. like, the holes could become anything. Yeah. This is a cool thought. Like, like, I got nothing right now. But, hey, like, now I got a hole. Yeah, that should be my mind again. And the hole, like, could become... Anything. Anything. So, like, get started, mm. right? Mm. But the fact that you s- went on that mental journey, journey with me <laughs> and you saw where it was going was, like, 15 years that I've known you? Yep. Oh, five. Yeah, man. 15 years. I don't really understand or remember where it came from. Me like either. when we worked together, we didn't go like hang out after work and shit. Mm-mm. I brought a hedgehog to work and it pooped <laughs> all over your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I don't know if that's like. the best shit about friends is they always is like nobody ever has everything until you all come together everybody's got a piece of something it's like a pot like a memory potluck you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know where it came from either man i think what it is is that you're uh, kind of a, a straightforward dude a lot of people have it's like what we're uh uh what we were talking about earlier where you know, when you say you talk to people and you want to, it'd be nice to be able to discuss like a topic, but uh, sometimes you get into a topic and people don't, aren't really, don't really have a lot to say or haven't thought about it or just aren't willing to engage kind of, you know? And so it can be hard to be topical about something, but you're a dude uh, who, and what, what that says about people generally is that like, most people have a, a wealth of knowledge and are like really interesting and there's a lot of shit you could talk to anybody for hours if you know how to talk to them but it's that thing of knowing how to talk to them how to engage them in a way that makes them feel cool to open up these parts themselves or to go on these little tracks in their minds and you just kind of show you who they are like while they talk about that shit you are very um you don't have like a lot of pretense about you you're like 
does that mean? Like you don't. Okay, so pretense can sometimes be talked about like in a negative way, where it's like it's all the shit that you put up to hide or to lie to people or whatever. But like um, uh, hiding, lying, all that stuff is all like uh, it's all just ways of protection, protecting yourself or protecting shit. Right. 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 So it's like so people have like a lot of like protections up to being engaged in like meaningful ways because they they don't know where you're coming from, you know, and they don't know that they want to like show you who they are. They don't know how you're going to respond or react. And if you do respond or react like kind of badly or negatively or whatever, they feel like, oh, wow, you don't like like me as a person, like genuinely as a human. This isn't like a disagreement of like whatever. This is like. Like, I'm trying to tell you who I am, and you're like, fuck and you that. Don't like it. Yeah, you know? It's just, so it's like, that can be difficult for people to, to take. And if you're, you know, if you feel like that's the type of shit that might put you in a bad headspace, then maybe you don't go out of your way to do that very often, or you, people got to approach you a certain way. You know, you're not that way. You know what is confusing to me about that? What? It's like, I'm worried that you might not like me. So I'm going to be. You might not like something about me, something that I say or mm-hmm. how I act. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of give you what I think that you want, or I'm going to kind of close myself off mm-hmm. so that there's a greater chance that you'll like me. Right. Mostly because you don't know anything about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a greater chance that you'll like me. Right. So we'll be friends on a shallow level for a couple years as you slowly get to know me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll open up to you. Mm-hmm. And then you'll realize, oh, I don't really like that dude. <laughs> I would rather you just not like me immediately. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have enough to fuck with you. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, cool. Like, we're not, we're not friends. Mm. We're not going to be friends. We don't have to waste time on each other. Right, right. Like, here I am. Yeah. And if you don't like it, we don't have to waste each other's time. Yeah. Like, not just mine. Like, I'm some kind of asshole. Like, don't waste my time. It's like, I don't want to waste your time. Right. Like, if, if we're not going to click. If we're not into the same shit, like, why would you want to delay finding out that somebody doesn't want to, like, hang out with you? <laughs> and that's the, th- that's the thing about the way you, that your brain works, I think, is why we became good friends. Is I felt like you had a lot of unique, you had a lot of things that aren't usually, you don't usually find in the same person. Where it's like, you have a lot of y- unique perspectives you know, like, I like to think that I do, but you also don't want to think, right? Oh, true. sure. Like, you know, I'm some pretentious author, right? You know? like, well, yeah, but you see, but that's what I'm talking about. That's that combination of things that I'm talking about. You have a lot of unique uh, perspectives, but you're not like real precious about them. You're like, well, this is how I think about that. Is that like dumb or not? You know how like, many times <laughs> like I have thought shit and then been like, oh, like okay, like. I get it. Yeah. Which the thing I'm working on now is the the cultural appropriation shit. Oh yeah. Because I've I've talked to like three different people about this now. Because mm. I want to keep hearing like the thought behind it. Because like I definitely feel a very specific way. Mm-hmm. But I've I've been shown that. The people that will call you out on it are so arrogant about it, generally. Mm-hmm. Generally, it doesn't come from 
like a friend that's uh, like, hey man, like yeah, I need yeah. to tell you, like you shouldn't do this. It's yeah. it's like oh shit, like some dude's career just got fucking wrecked because <laughs> yeah. you know he he said I'm not gonna <laughs> he say did, it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like you know what I mean, and it's like we didn't get him this time, boys. Don't worry. <laughs> they they right it it is kind of put out to you in a way that like you should know this mm. you don't have any excuse for what you said or what you did because like we have decided that you can't say this mm-hmm. and it's like oh well why cuz even when you're like a five-year-old. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like, it's like, son, you can't bite people at preschool. Yeah. And it's like, why? <laughs> and then your dad's like, because you're fucking biting somebody. <laughs> like, you can't do that. But, but, but like, it's, it's violent. Yeah. It's it, like actual reasons, right? Yeah. It's mean. It could transmit diseases. Like, yeah. you could hurt somebody. Yeah. It's like, okay, valid reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have... Like, I've heard that, ah, yes, like, a yes. lot of Southerners like yeah. to have cotton plants, like, little fake, uh, like, world market, uh-huh. like, cotton plants. And it's like, yo, like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> and I can understand that one. Yeah, Because yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, like, if you look at it from with a blind eye, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, that's just some Southern shit. That's just on their porch. They got rocking chairs and, you know fucking ceramic roosters and sorry and like some, some a variety of different types of plants mm-hmm. but i can see how it's like don't like throw the cotton plant away yeah. like just get rid of that yeah it's yeah, not yeah. adding something so necessary yeah and if you were to be somebody that would stand up for it and be like this is why i gotta have it mm. i don't think there's any way that you can justify unless See, there's the thing I was about to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless your family came from like a cotton plantation, and you're calling back to your family, mm-hmm. but if your family, yeah, yeah. right, was a cotton plantation yeah. farming family, your family sucks, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, more than likely. So yeah. it's like unless for some reason you got it after the cotton gin was invented and right proliferated or but whatever. I guess to make it more simple, like mm-hmm. I, I get that. Yeah. But I don't get where it stops. Yeah, like what? Yeah, exactly. So if, what's if the, I can't say, you know, mean, like yeah. this is like owls are my spirit animal. Right, right, right. What prevents like is is me learning to speak Japanese cultural appropriation? I get you. I get what you're saying. Is me there. going to Japan and loving it and enjoying it? Mm. Me like. Yeah. Taking and or profiting yeah. from that. Okay. And like we teach other languages in like middle school. Mm-hmm. But what if you actually want to learn Chinese? Yeah. I could see how one person could be like, dude, people learn like lots of languages and they're really fucking smart. Yeah. But then I could see another person being like, that's not your language. Yeah. Like, what do you, yeah. Like, you trying to, why are you trying to learn like Chinese? Like, that's theirs. But you're already finding, you're already finding the answer to your question and the questions that you're, you're asking. <laughs> well, are I don't you, know are what you it noticing is. that? No, no. I it's don't. wild that, yeah, it is, because, it is wild that way. And it's fucked up for me to talk about it that way. No, <laughs> you don't. I'm be, sorry. Because it's fucking when someone else tells you 
that you're appropriating culture or that you're doing something like mm-hmm. that, they're telling you, hey, like, I know this is wrong and you can't do it. Mm-hmm. They're not like, this is open for discussion or interpretation. Right. Because your reason behind it is probably truly what matters. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your intent behind, like, I'm going to eat some peyote and run after this fox? Like, that seems like a pretty borderline thing to me. But mm. what if you're really fucking into it? Mm. Like, you're not sliding the culture. Mm. You're into the culture. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. But if I were to post a video of me doing that shit, I guarantee you there would be people fucking comments like, dude, that's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. But they are very confident. I keep saying they. Like even that sounds like bigotry <laughs> shit, right? Well, no, I mean it, it's a it's a it's a nameless voiceless yeah, when, they. When when it's put in front of you, they're very confident that what you're doing is fucked up. Sure. So confident that it a lot of my friends have been like, "Dude, just ignore that shit." Like mm-hmm. that social justice shit goes to such an extreme. Mm-hmm. Like like fuck those people right but that's sure like fuck those people but that doesn't help me understand where they're coming from yeah 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 but that yeah there you go that's it again like you're if you're you're hitting on it every time if you're somebody that wants to live in a very pc way Mm -hmm. who wants to be on the tip of the progressive spear Mm -hmm. how do you even fucking know like who's who's deciding, who is at the top of this? That's like yes, or no, mm-hmm. because they seem to they, they're all in agreement. They're not bickering amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. It's very much black and white. Like you can't fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, and it's all the. It's one of those things that is the. Uh, I don't know how you talk about it. It's like, um, um, so it's, so like topics like that, what you end up doing when you dig into the the shit is that you're usually not learning something new. You're just learning or, or when you want a real simple answer to things quite often, it's like the, the, the concept that drives it is simple, but like the answer itself is like very complicated because it's a principle that plays out different ways in different situations. And I feel like this is something like that. And the principle is that you don't ask yourself, where does it stop? You ask yourself, to what extent do I care about those people? Here's right? the thing. Right? Like, let me, let me finish. You, you, you gave me a lot of things, so I'm trying to give you some back so you've got plenty more to react to. And it's not much more. It's on the same idea. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay, bud. So, <laughs> so if you flip your thinking to go... All right, so it's not about, like, what can I say and what can I not say. It's like, do I have friends who are members of these communities, like people I care about that are represented by these communities? Yes, okay, cool. Do I care about them? Yes, okay, cool. So do I care what they think, how they feel about me doing this, right? Like, absent of their proximity to me. Because some people will be like, yo, we're friends. It's cool if I do this, right? And they use the friendship, they use the proximity to say, how can we be friends and this isn't okay? If you come and you can 
have enough of a relationship to say, this isn't about you and me. This is about, is this fucked up or is this not? Can you see enough? Like, could you be like an objective juror if I was just some Joe Schmo you didn't know? And what I did was what they did. And I had nothing to do with it. How would you judge what they did? And in the way that that hits you, like, tell me why. Like, tell me why that makes you wince. Like, you might not tell me not to do it because I'm your homie. Or you might not tell me not to do it just because you're not that type. But if I'm asking, where's that coming from? Why is it uncomfortable for you? Why would it be cooler if in your world people did that less, right? And so the first thing you do is you find that out from people who it affects. And if you can't find that out because you don't know those people, then one of them's a writer. Probably a bunch of them are writers. There's writing on it. You can just go read the writing, you know, and see what they, where they're coming from from there. And then you get to make the same exact decision all over again. You just have more information on it now. You're like, okay, this is why if I was this type of person, you know, if I was uh, an affected group, this is why I'd be like, oh, there's that again. Like, happens 50 times a day. Nobody gives a fuck. It's whatever. It's just what I've dealt with my whole life. It's what I'll deal with my whole fucking life. It's actually a breath of fresh air when that doesn't happen. And it's like, you get to ask yourself, do I want to be one of the people that's a breath of fresh air because I don't do that shit? Or am I cool with being one of the 50 other people that are going to do it that day if that's how they relate it? And sometimes, sometimes it's not that way. But it's like, that's the, that's the kind of shit. So it's like, if you don't care, then fucking don't care. And that, your friends are right that are like, you know, just ignore that shit. Because plenty of people do. Nobody's going to notice one more fucking person doing it. You know what I mean? And anybody that's close to you that it really bothers will, if, even if they don't say something about it right away, they'll say something about it eventually. You'd hope that you give them that kind of freedom. So it's really, it's, it comes down to you about cultural appropriation. It's like, to what degree do you care? To what degree do you want to show respect to the culture that has drawn your interest, right? If you just like saying, yes, queen, and like shit like that, like maybe you don't fucking do that shit because it's not even that important to you. You can find something else to say besides fucking yes, queen. But if like you really love like, like ballroom culture and you love fucking shows and you love drag and you love makeup, and you're really, really fucking into that shit, you know, then talk to the drag queens that you know about why you're so fucked up for saying yes, queen, and doing other things that you did from that fucking culture, and they'll they'll help guide you through it because you're part of the community. And if you're not, and you just want to fuck with the shit, that's fine. Like, that's fine. But you either got to do it and not care and not be bothered by the people who think you're fucked up for it because people are more vocal now about the shit that they don't like. Oh, yeah. You know Definitely. what I mean? They're more, and that's not, but that isn't a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. There's a big difference to me between wanting to not be an asshole and not caring. Right? Yeah. If I was sitting here with, a Native American, mm-hmm. and I said, like, spirit animal. Like, I, it wouldn't even, like, hit me to be like, oh, don't, you shouldn't say that around him. Mm. I, I wouldn't be like, like, what's up, Redskin? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which I feel like that's a football team, so I'm, I can say it, right? <laughs> but they changed it. They changed, they changed it. it, which is great, because I do, I get that one. Yeah. Like, you're calling by the name of, by the color of their skin. Like, yeah. it's in the name of your team. Like, yeah. we're supposed to be beyond that. 
So like I got that one yeah. even years ago when they were talking about it. I was kind of like, oh, that's it's kind of weird. Mm. Like we should get rid of this. But if I'm having the one-on-one conversation with the Native American, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say spirit animal right. if I knew that it offended him. Right. Because I don't want to be an asshole. Right. American shit is popular everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. But mm. we as a united American people, we don't really give a shit. Right? Like give a shit about what? About about uh, oh about like the, the, about American the, culture. The well, Chinese sh- people love fucking McDonald's. Well, we shouldn't. We or took the, McDonald's there. Like it was a big deal. Like people love American culture everywhere because we shoved it down their fucking throats, dog. And the you culture that truly, is yes, and you think the, that's the only reason. And the and furthermore, the culture that is American culture is an amalgamation of all of those cultures that we're beaming it back out to, man. So that's we impossible. didn't come up with fucking pizza here. You know what I'm saying? And the shit that we did come up with here, it was come up with by people who were brought here to do the work. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's if, where jazz came from, if that's where we all, came from. if we as Americans all came from these places. Mm-hmm. How could we as Americans possibly appropriate that culture when we brought it here with us? Like, well, okay, so it depends so, uh, on what we're talking about. Like, okay, okay so like, let's say if we're talking about jazz, it wouldn't be, you, you couldn't say we in the sense that it's like it was people who were brought in indentured servitude and in slavery who brought musical traditions with them. That when all these cultures that had previously not had contact, Do you, but were all of the darker variety started mingling, right, I'm a, that things like jazz. Do you think? I have no specific viewpoint on this. No, I feel you. No, no, I get it. Do get you it. think that there's a necessary reason to distinguish between? I know that's Black American culture mm. against that's white American culture. Or just, hey man, that's that's American culture. Mm. Like hip hop is American. Sure. Like, oh, it's so definitely I... not. It definitely didn't come from white America. Right. But when we talk about other countries, we don't always break it down between like, shit, this is gonna be difficult. Other countries aren't specifically just. Like one race of culture, right? Or one group of culture. Yeah. Other countries have different. I mean, there's sure. fucking like mass genocides in the Middle East and shit, yeah, and in yeah, Africa because yeah. of different yeah. beliefs or races. Mm-hmm. But we but just like, say French food is French like, food. Like like right. African drum music. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't say like, you know where it's from. Mm-hmm. Like 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 do you? Because I don't know. Like, is there a specific region that like? Well, yeah, you could say West African, and that might be more specific, probably, because okay. obviously drum traditions are... But, but we just around, say so. African. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. This is like African drum shit. Yeah. But in Africa, mm-hmm. I bet you they're fucking arguing about, no, we, we, we got it. We made this shit. Yeah. Or this group is like, no, like, we started this. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's so definitely So in other countries, yeah. like, hip-hop is huge in... Shit, it's huge everywhere. Yeah. Right? But let's take an obviously not white culture, like not Europe, right? Um, like fucking like India. Mm-hmm. They're not like, I love black hip hop, right? Aren't yeah. they just like, 
all America, you know, like Kanye West. And it's like, yeah. he's a black dude, but I don't think that they're like, thank you, black, black America. America. I think that it's just American. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, not. That's maybe that's how they think about it. But I feel like you get more specific, like when you, like think about is think about the 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 variants of metal that there are and the ones that you particularly like. I mean, right. like there's stuff that like I mean you're all I'm sure you're all over the spectrum with it. But there's the shit that's like oh this is my shit. Like oh it's from what time? And, you know, like it, the like it came out around what time? From around what country, you know, or from what label? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are these, there are these runs that happen, and so like, so let's say you talk about like, like Korea loves hip hop, right? And right. Sh- I'm sure they would say that hip hop is American. Yeah. But they ain't, they don't go to Machine Gun Kelly like or Eminem to fucking copy beats. Like they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like right. they, they they find like they go does they go that and find the the blackest most underground fucking artist with the hottest street shit does that bother you? This like I don't I don't it would it would bother me less if it was acknowledged, I guess, and I I suppose that's what in what in what way could in, they acknowledge in what it? way could they acknowledge it? Um, I suppose okay, so for example, like Korean Korean hip hop artists are like very popular in Korea, yeah, and. And it's very based in black art and black culture, but actual black people have nothing to do with it. Like, not that they have nothing to do with it. That they, they're like, like go be go be black in Korea. Like, have fun with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a it's a worldwide like maybe that's the deal. Like, maybe it's like like we're not gonna tell you how to fix it. You figure that shit out because it's like real annoying to be. L- to be loved for what you make and create and to have that taken carte blanche and but used they, in the exact same way, but it's acceptable because it's not coming from us because you hate us, but you love what we give you. So what you're right? saying is you use two white dudes in your example of Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem. Yeah, I but, did. It sounds like what you're saying is Korean Koreans love hip hop by Korean hip hop artists. Well, Korean hip hop artists love Koreans love hip hop by Korean hip hop artists, but Korean hip hop artists connoisseurs that really love hip hop love the same hip hop that those Korean hip hop artists are are going after right like so right there's a there's sort of the casual hip-hop artist that only listens to the music that plays on the radio in korea and thus only knows korean hip-hop artists right but then there are korean uh hip-hop artist fans who fucking really love hip-hop and so they're like yo why does this shit sound so dope it's like oh because they listen to this motherfucker check this motherfucker out you ever listen to notorious big and you then they hear less of a problem with that then um or is it, does it still apply in a way I guess it does still apply. I want, I want the people who consume the art to interrogate themselves on how they feel about the progenitors of the art. Like if, like I want your, I want your love. Get off the airplane. Are they gonna be like nervous? Or yeah, you know what I mean. Oh shit! Yeah, like we we want you to. to We we want you to interrogate your feelings for us with the same fervor that you consume our art. 
I suppose is what it is. Like does, it, how does it work inside America with other races getting into hip hop, like Hispanic dudes or white dudes? Oh yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. is it is it still weird? Yeah, absolutely. There's a huge is, thing with it, like. Can can a Hispanic artist say the N word or not? Like okay, a, well I get that, but sure. yeah, but I mean in but there's, terms there's of other stuff too, yeah. Like Eminem got rich uh-huh. doing this black thing, yeah. But is 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 that a true thought? Is what a true thought? Like like that it's it's fucked up that Eminem is like this mogul. Because the because people always give shit like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Elvis stole mm-hmm. this shit yeah, yeah yeah but to get philosophical about it right like if you take it and you don't do anything interesting with it no one's gonna give a shit that you took it right but if you took it and you did something creative with it or you're good at it mm-hmm. like what would need to be if I wanted to start a hip hop career mm-hmm. and I wanted to pay respects to those who come before me, mm-hmm. wouldn't it also be really fucking weird for me to like, or would it not be like, thank everyone? Like, like how would I mm. show that respect so that people wouldn't, you kind of get where I'm coming well, from? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well hip hop is uniquely a, attuned to be able to do this it's like what we were talking about earlier that hip hop is this form that thrives on and to some degree you demonstrate your uh, you demonstrate your bona fides as like being really nice on the mic by how much you can tie hip hop history into what you do to show that you have the lineage within you so that you're not just doing something new and interesting with it you do know what came before you so that track from 92 that only real hip hop heads ever listen to and would catch the reference that you're making is in this song and so they hear it they know what you're talking about they know you've heard the same record well enough to have taken it and to have incorporated a piece of it into your own shit and they're like wow this guy like so if you can show that that you're actually a part of it that you're not just trying to come in to like cash in on yeah that you like like, no like i grew up with this yeah like i know what this is about right then it, it doesn't come across it comes across way better. It's like this dude's been around. This yeah, dude knows like what's up. this dude's been around. This dude knows what's up. This dude's showing up for the same fights that we are. Justin Timberlake got a whole bunch of shit over the past couple of years, pretty much since all the Black Lives Matter shit has kicked off because he's either been quiet and where well, he's been quiet, and when he's been called out on being quiet, you know, they're like Justin Timberlake's made a lot of money off of black art, and he's got shit to say about black black lives when they're in the street, and he's like, oh man, it's just all about love. It's about love, dog. And people are like, it's about love. All right, fuck you. Like, everybody's like, all right, fuck Justin Timberlake, you know, because he <laughs> he didn't. He uh, see, so he, he's a guy that's you know made a, a a lot of money off of making music that sounds very black and enjoying the fruits of that uh, from a black and white audience. You know, you you feel very strongly that. A culture can create something that, like, they created it, which means that they own it. 
No, again, no. it's the wrong. What it isn't. It isn't about something. No, because he, because you're you're trying to draw boundaries on the area that it's safe to move around, as opposed to trying to like just learn where the furniture is in the room, like <laughs> learn the layout of the room. Okay, and you don't have to worry about that, right? So it isn't about like black people owning hip hop. It's about white people coming to hip hop with the respect that black people made it, and so everything else that we've talked about with regards to the way black people are treated in this country and everything that we haven't talked about, that enters the conversation. Like if you are engaging this sincerely, then the easy thing for you to do is to walk past all the hard stuff and to go to the stuff that you're there for, right? So the degree to which you go out of your way to go for the stuff, it's not the fun stuff. It's not cool. It isn't like, it's what you're not, saying is isn't. like I'm I'm gonna ignore slavery, civil rights, you know, white privilege shit. I'm just gonna go for the music, right? Is fucked up. It, to to put it way more simply, to put it right? way more simply, because yeah, yeah. it does start once the paragraphs get like long. It's like, well, hold on, like, let me try to like, yeah, put this yeah, together yeah, into yeah. like a simpler thought, but. Like when you say that, I, I completely understand you. Uh, I get it uh, because it's it's similar to like, you can't just start listening to Green Day, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, because, because you, 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 don't, you don't know where this shit came from. Oh, okay, okay right? Now I get the like, shit. yeah, yeah. Green Day's not the shit. Yeah, like the Sex Pistols, yeah. Dead Kennedys, like that's the shit. Yeah, like you got to know that. Yeah. But at the same time, it keeps just popping into my head like, but it's just some Korean dude listening to music. Like, but he likes it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be angry at him. Yeah, yeah. That's not the, it's a lot of emotions. Play, and that's why it's, that's why it's important to, to be thinking about where you're coming from when you're talking. One of the biggest mistakes that I could wish that I could go back and correct of like philosophy if you want to talk about it that way from when I was younger is that for a long time I felt like I was way more concerned with being right than I was with being kind right like yeah. I just wanted to be I wanted to fucking be right you know what I mean and and in so much as I felt that I was right I felt that I could I could kind of say and do whatever as long as, as it was in defense of what was right what I knew was right and I don't say mean say or do anything but I mean, I would like even if it was gonna f- hurt your fucking feelings, like I'd say it anyway because fuck it, it's right. Like I don't care right. if it hurts your fucking feelings, no, I get right? You. you know, you feel me? And um, and that's a, I don't know, man. That's a that's a, a a shitty way to be. So you need that's the balance that has to happen. So it's the thought that has to happen when you're like, all right, man, I'm gonna fucking school this motherfucker real quick. Like you know what I mean? Versus like, man, like. He's a good dude. He's doing his best. Like, we'll talk about it one day, but I'm going to make sure that I bring it up in a way that doesn't make him feel like I think he's a piece of shit. And, like, I hate, it'll be cool. Like, I hate the analogy or the saying of, mm-hmm. like, the give a man a fish or teach a man teach a fish. Teach a man a fish, yeah. This comes across not what we're talking about, but the appropriation stuff mm-hmm. as just very much, like, I'm going to give you all these different fish. And it's like, I can remember these. 
like I don't do this, don't say this, don't think like this. Mm. And I've, I've you given me like a hundred different types of fish. Yeah, yeah. But but in terms of knowing how to fish for myself, mm. me asking myself like, okay, th- now I'm facing this scenario on my own. Uh. Like, what do I think about it? Right. Or how should I be thinking yeah, about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What no, you said yeah. about like, if we're having a one-on-one conversation, is this possibly going to offend this dude? Probably don't do it. Like that makes sense. Yeah. And I can take that and like, okay, like that actually doesn't sound like it has anything to do with cultural appropriation at all. It's just kind of like, don't be a dick to this dude. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, don't say anything that might offend him. Yeah. <laughs> but determining what may or may not offend this dude. Like, I, yeah. Like, I'll be honest. Like, it's surprising to hear that, like, you got a little beef with the Koreans. I don't. <laughs> I, man, I don't I have. Just wa- I just wanted to say it like that. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you're so. That was just e- a, that was an going. example. I know, I know. Yeah. But like, I guess I was just surprised by it, and I guess I shouldn't be. Mm. Like, it doesn't really affect things either way, right. I guess. But so much of the time that we hear about it, it's because like you've really upset somebody, so they're mad about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you're not like pissed off about it mm-hmm. but when you think about it you're like yeah it kind of it kind of does bother me a little bit oh, yeah yeah it does but i know but it don't it, it's not the thing that i know how to change in a way i don't think there's any way to change it you know in a in a way where i can where it would make sense to be like bothered by it like on an on an like on like I sit around and think about this, you know, kind of level, but it's like what you're talking about when you, about saying like teach a man to fish versus give a man a fish. It's like I've been thinking about this for so long. I've been given so many fish that like like I'm like fuck that I can spear spear these motherfuckers now because I get I get it I get fishing I get the tides I get the current like I've been spending time with this motherfucker and so. And so there's any number of ways that that plays out, but just just because like the darker you are on this planet, the tougher your fucking plight is. That's just the way it shakes out. Like as far as disposition with regard to that thing, you know what I mean? Um, and it and so it doesn't take long like to think through like, oh, so in what way could is is being dark and disadvantaged in this situation like you know what i mean it doesn't take you long to get there because you've been in so many different situations and then you worry about so many different situations and then all then there's all this stuff with cultural appropriation that doesn't take long either because the other thing that you spend your time doing is because on some level when you live in that kind of worry and fear and when you you're not just afraid of like what might happen to you, but you're afraid because you wanna you don't wanna be addicted to people like you were saying. You wanna be liked, right? So you go out and you meet white people and you're black, and you're one of the few black people that's there. And so you feel this sense that you're like you get the sense that you're one of the few black people that's ever there, that's ever around. And so 
you realize then that like the things that you do will bear like an outsized weight in these people's minds as far as what they can expect. That's like an intense feeling of like responsibility. It's an intense feeling of responsibility on top of an intense feeling of like, I don't think surveillance is too strong a word to use of like, just, you know, like, and it like some people might be there like, I don't know that this dude's a good dude yet. And we're going to keep an eye on him until we know that he is or he isn't. And you know that that kind of, that you're under that kind of measurement. And so you're not just afraid of like being safe. You're also like, you want to be liked and you're afraid of doing something that will upset the people around you. And, and that's giving you fish all day long. You learn the things that, that don't make people okay. You know what I mean? Like you learn what to repress about yourself. You learn what people are afraid of about you. And then you make real sure not to be those things. And that's the shitty way to feel. I bet. It's, it's shitty, but after you've been living, uh, it, it probably, you know, talk about soldiers going off to war zones and being there for a year and come back home and having to adjust that shit. And that shit's shitty as hell. I imagine living in a place like that is shitty as hell too. And if you never go home from that, because that's where you live, what's shitty is all of a sudden what's normal. And then when somebody comes along and says, wow, your life is shitty, you know, it's difficult for you to accept. I mean, you accept it. You're like, okay, like I can grasp that like people live better than I do for sure. But like, this is my everyday shit, man. Like, (laughs) You, if you're saying that it, it cannot be and it can be better than this, you know what I mean? I would very much like access to that for sure. But I've been doing it for a while. I guess I can hang on for another. How long is it going to take? A couple of weeks? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a couple yeah, weeks. It'll yeah, all be better. Yeah, it'll all be better, man. So, so it's like so when so when we talk about cultural appropriation and what uh, all of these particular groups want from white people people you got to understand it like to some degree like that's the mentality that you're dealing with and you talk about people that are that are they're tired but they have a voice because there's more of them you know what i mean there's more of them and they they command more um attention and so they're being listened to if there were less black people in america black lives matter wouldn't make as much noise because on the whole, less black people would die, less of these stories would get out, there'd be less people that would react to it, it would take longer for the larger society to catch on, but the minority population is growing, and so their voices are growing along with it, and so now, people have to hear what's being said before they can dismiss it, and I can get that that's like an increased stressor on people, like, oh, I gotta worry about this shit now, like, you know what I mean? I get that. That's kind of a fucked up way to look at it right huh it's kind of a fucked up way for somebody to look at it well i mean i I would hope how dare you inconvenience me with your dying (laughs) well i mean you hope that's not how they look at it but on like a purely kind of mercenary you know just sort of like asshole self-absorbed level like giving people the lowest common denominator like i expect the least from you like you could at least understand it you know but it's getting people at large to understand that for a lot of for a lot of minority people for a lot of people that aren't white and that aren't male or that aren't like gender conforming or whatever that it's been much much fucking harder than that like for their entire existence for as long as they've existed as a group almost you know what I mean and that it's cool it's cool to do 
it's cool to be annoyed by the work, but it's still worth doing the work. It's still worth getting there. It's still worth learning to fish. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's still worth it. You know, and everybody's got like I've gotten like three very different answers, but with the same kind of core, like at the middle of it, hmm. which is cool because you get three different perspectives on it. But if you see three similarities, three common threads between them, it's like, it's like, okay. And the main thing seems to be like, it really does kind of come down to like, don't be a bitch to people. Mm. And it's like, I don't want to be a bitch to somebody on purpose. Right. Yeah. But I can think, I mean, shit, we've had 15 years of conversations. Mm. Like I'm sure that I've said something at some point where you're like, (laughs) what? And if I said something that made you feel bad or that made you think like, Oh shit. Is Sean one of those? Uh, I don't think you've ever made me do that. (laughs) That's like, Oh, I don't, like I don't. I've never want been worried you're one of those. To be that. Yeah. So when I say like I don't want to be an asshole, but I also don't care. Yeah. If you make it personal like that, then like yeah, I definitely care. Yeah. If there was something that sticks out in one of my friends' minds is like, damn. I mean, I do remember that that one time. Like, how the fuck did he say that? <laughs> it's, it's like, because then you, you kind of get that Trump yeah. thing where it's like. He really said that, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, yeah, maybe he's not a bad guy, but he, he said that one thing. Mm. And then if you say that one thing enough times, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he gets it. No, or man. he doesn't want to get it. It's I like, don't think I have you on any, uh, on anything like, on any on anything like that. No, man. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you remember what was, is that happy Gilmore where, uh, Steve Buscemi's in the movie and he's the dude. He's uh, uh, Happy Gilmore's the golfing one, right? Is that the? Oh, okay, yeah, no, I guess it's Billy Madison. It's Billy Madison then, because he's the one where he goes back to school, and he's like about to do the academic decathlon at the end. Yeah, and he's gonna murder him. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. dude's gonna murder. Him. He calls him. He's like, "Yo, man, I just want to say I'm sorry for picking on you back in school." He's like, "Hey, man, no worries." <laughs> he's like, and he like marks the name off of his kill list in lipstick, and then puts some on. <laughs> Ah, uh, Steve Buscemi, legend. Uh, funny that that seemed real crazy. Like, oh, how crazy of him to put on lipstick in like 1996. That's right, like, it was supposed to be like yeah, some it was like, yeah. Like, it's oh, like, it's like oh, what a gag. <laughs> so I got one more thing I want to make sure I talk to you about. Okay, you probably forgot all about this. Mm. You you played in Stretch Armstrong. Oh my God! <laughs> Come on, man. So, in a way, I guarantee you, there were kids at those <laughs> shows at that point in time. Uh-huh. That it was their first, like, punk show, or yeah. their first experience with going to like a concert yeah. or some shit, wow, or they're just getting into like punk then was definitely its own thing. Mm-hmm. Even though like the Green Day shit had already happened. Right. Like yeah. it blew up, but it kinda sank back down. 
and it did get like a lot of eyes on it before like nowadays like you can hear shit on the radio that's like it's not a punk band but like it's this has a pretty punk sound to it. Yeah. It doesn't have nearly the meaning or the movement, like the scene, right, that it did then. Like yeah. That shit seems like it's fucking gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't think of the last time I went to a show where it was like, this is a community. This this has, like, heart to it. Oh, like, it yeah. seems like that shit has completely disappeared. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, yeah but what agree. year was it that you went on tour with them? Uh, Do you remember? I think it was 2006. Was it that? Was it that late? It yeah. wasn't like. It must have been because I didn't know you till like 05. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know me till 05. Yeah, so it was probably. That's why I was saying it was probably 06 because I don't think it was 07. But so. it was. It was a tour, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Because you like were a, you were filling in for somebody. I was filling in for. Uh, they had their original uh, bass player, Jeremy had left. Uh, like to get like a you know a nine to five kind of you didn't get you know, like career job album credit or anything Did you ever no yeah I album? didn't play on the record or anything like that the record that was a revolution transmission that they were uh, that they were touring on at that time um, and uh, Isaac Stone had been playing bass for them since he'd been to Europe with them and I think he'd done they did a tour with Good Charlotte that I think he played on was y'all's Toward the headlining tour, like a smaller. It no, we were uh, we were some, well some of it. I think maybe probably a third of it was were headlining dates, but the other two thirds were a run we were doing with Sick of It All, which which is a huge fucking band. That's not it, not yeah. anymore. No, yeah, but I mean, huge. Yeah, like one of the top. Oh, kind of like kind of hardcore bands, right? I got their CD in 1997. <laughs> I was a freshman at the University of South Carolina when Built to Last came out. I was a college rep for uh, for Sony, I guess, or whatever it was at the time. Yeah, yeah I did that for a while yeah. for Typo Negative. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd send me for like their whole roster for their college, because I was a college rep. So I would get send singles to college stations around here or whatever. They'd oh, send okay. me 25 copies of every release. Yeah, yeah. So I got 25 copies of Built to Last. Um, and, uh, so that was the first, like, hardcore, like, New York hardcore, like, real, like, punk, like, I'd ever heard, aside from, like, Pennywise. And so, like so that. you laughed when I brought it up. I do, but, yeah. But in a way, you fucking loved the sick of it all. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. So even though it's funny, yeah, you went on tour with a band that actually seriously meant something to you. It was incredible, yeah. I mean, I laugh at it because I feel like you're, uh, you, one other person, like, brings it up all the time. You know, and they're like, ah, Stretch Armstrong, what's up? Like, and it, you know, I mean, they, they do use it to razz me. So, like, when you bring it up, it feels like that. That's why I respond that way. If we're talking that's about... That's some of the most fun I had. Like, if we're talking about musical music. quality, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on you about it. Yeah, like, I'm not going to go listen to Stretch Armstrong on the way home, you know? <laughs> no? Why not, bro? <laughs> hey, give but, Revolution Transmission another spin, dog. That shit hits, man. It hits. But <laughs> well, it's also associated with Tooth and Nail, right? It is, yeah. And I yeah. can't do that. You can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> but I played in a band here for like a year. And that was the extent of like my adult. Like I played in like garage bands yeah, in high school. But like yeah. I was in a real band that played shows, I think, Columbia and like Charleston. Yeah. But we only played like five or six shows and yeah. done, right? 
But it was awesome, right? Yeah, it was right. I can't imagine... I can't imagine if I would love it, like the nightly touring, or if I would absolutely hate it. Huh. Why do you think you'd absolutely hate it? Because I want to just sit at home and do nothing. (laughs) Like, Uh. not as I want to be lazy, right? but as I got no issues going to work five or six days a week, but when my shift's over and I come home, I just want to chill. Yeah. But you get like, None of that. And it's not true. Did, okay, well, I guess that's why I wanted it. Like, what yeah. was it like for you? Were you guys in a van? Were you in a bus? Yeah, yeah, we were in a van. Like um, a normal ass. Yeah, like a Dodge, like a Dodge van. Car- yeah, like a yeah, one of those Dodge vans with a trailer. Um, but it was uh, uh, it had you know windows and <laughs> you know like that's uh, good. and like bus seat type deals and but there were enough of them that like you could. Most of the time, unless you had, unless you had a, uh, what you call it with you? Um, uh, Ruby? No, um, merch, merch person oh. with you. Uh, every person could get their own, uh, get their own bench. And then the, the two oh, seats so you up just front. lay out? Yeah, you just fuck, yeah, lay out and chill. And so it's just the degree to which, like, how much of your, like, downtime, like, what, sort of things would you need if you're somebody that would like need to have like your familiar shit and all your shit around you and to be able to like go around town and do stuff then tour's not great because you're somewhere you've never been before you don't and you you, you don't know. get a lot of like I, I don't imagine you get a lot of downtime plenty of down it's mostly downtime enough downtime that like you're in a new city you got a couple hours to like wander around and check it out. Well, I mean, that's what's weird about it with tour is that like when you're on tour and this isn't like you just, you know, like kids in high school with some ambition or whatever, like, you know, in college with like not hard degrees that they're not worried about fucking just like taking off for a while right. or whatever. Um, then you're, you sort of, you're bound a little bit with all that stuff because like, you know that you're, you're somewhere, you have no roots. You're not, you know, you're not from there. Uh, anything that you get into that delays you in any way and keeps you from playing that show could mean throwing off the whole tour and financial ruin. And if it's just you that fucked it up, then you fucked it up for everybody on that tour. You know what I mean? Like, not just even your band, but, like, the other bands on the bill. Like, one of our dudes isn't here. Can you bump up? You know what I mean? It fucks up the money. And, if I, you know, you just... Right. You can't do that. And so in that way, you're sort of constrained a little bit. Like, go do what you're going to do, but don't you fucking dare, you know, like, 615 fucking sound check, motherfucker. Or what, you know what I mean? Like, fucking be here. <laughs> you know? Here's your $20 per diem. Like, how much fucking trouble are you going to get into with that? You know what I mean? Is that how it works? Do you get, like, a band budgeted, like, yeah, you're on tour yeah. with us, so you Man, don't have to use your own money for food. But those guys have been doing it, yeah, for, like, 20. at that point, they've been doing it for, like, fucking 15, 20 years. So, like, they were pros, dude. Like, like. Fucking so y'all weren't had, y'all weren't four kids in a in a van. Yeah, man. What I mean, the this, fuck you were doing? Yeah, this is this is. I mean, it, I mean, it's been a while, but it was still like 2006. Stretch Armstrong started in what 98 or you know some that, no longer ago than that. I remember reading about them. I was in middle school, so so it was probably mid 90s or something like that. When they asked you, were you like me? Like, yeah, for real? Yeah. Or were you like yeah, fuck yeah? I got it. It was it was more no, it was uh it was like me 
Uh, but then on top of that, it was even weirder because it wasn't like they came to me and were like, yo, David A, play fucking bass for us for a month and Stretch Armstrong. It was their bass player that was the dude that stepped in after their original guy left and had been doing all these tours with them, been all over the world with them. It was like, I can't do this tour. I've got my, my best friend in Maine is getting married. I've got to go to the wedding. I cannot miss it. It's right in the middle of this tour. There's no way to get around it. We're supposed to be on the other side of the country, like when this wedding's happening. There's no way to make it work. I cannot do the tour. But like you're the shit. Like I trust you to Is do he a this. A friend like, of yours already? Yeah. That... You you have you met you've met Isaac Stone, I feel like. I'm sure if I saw him. Yeah, if you saw him you'd be like, Oh yeah, that guy. Is he short? Ish, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty short. I mean not super short, but he's like shorter than me and you. Is he like a Middle Eastern dude? No. He's no. a white dude? Yeah, he's a white dude. Yeah. But he told me, he was like, yo, I want you to do this. You'd love it. Like, they'd love did, you. Did he just not go on the tour and then came back to the band? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so you just took his spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. weren't, shit, we don't have a bassist. And then they found the permanent bassist. Right. Yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, yeah. like, substituted yeah, for yeah, the yeah. dude. Yeah. For a tour. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Oh, so there was never, like, a... Oh yeah, You're like I didn't be do in the band. Yeah, and no. There's never that. No, there's never that. There's never that. I mean, if I, I maybe if I just like blown it out the water, they're like, oh man, that shit was so sick. Much, You're perfect. You're so like, much better than Isaac. And you're black. Like, <laughs> get us some streaker. Like, it would, <laughs> it wouldn't have been dumb of them, dude. Like, you know how many freaking like cool points you get for being a punk rock band with a black member? What was the? Like, how long were you on it? Uh, how long was I on that tour? Yeah, like, or, it was a, it was I think a. I want to say it was like a twenty-three day tour, and it was like oh, I thought you were about to say twenty-three weeks. Oh God, no. I was like oh shit, no, because I was working a manifest still, remember? Yeah, it happened, and I, you know, I, I don't went remember on exactly how long you were. Yeah, so I, it, was a, it was a month. They changed the yeah, they changed the rules though for, because <laughs> they did they were mad they were they were paying like. Uh, all like like uh, uh, unemployment insurance, workers' comp insurance, all that shit you gotta pay to have somebody on your payroll. Oh right, they're paying it for gone. me that entire time that I was gone. I was just on. Those fuckers probably made more money. Oh, they that made... month that you were gone. Yeah, than they did on, you know. It shook out. It shook out fine. It shook out fine. I always took care of those motherfuckers. I always took care of them. Fuck them. I always took care of them. Like, was there any part of it that was like, I'm a fucking rock star? Like, I, I made it. Like, I'm on stage. Oh, fuck um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, dude. Like, I played venues. Like, when we went to, we played uh, L.A., and we played the Roxy. And we were in, like, right down the street from the Viper Room and, like, all that, you know, like, fucking Planet Hollywood and all that shit. Yeah. Like, just right in the middle of everything. And I realized, like, how many times I'd seen this street on TV, and you, you know, and in movies. And, like, you weren't just know, there so. on vacation. Yeah. You were there in a band. I was there in a fucking band, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like... I was there in a band. Some cat stopped, and he's like, are you playing here tonight? I was like, yeah, yeah, man. He's like, hey, you want to step around the corner and smoke this uh, joint with me on the street? I was like, you sure we can do that? It's like, it's L.A., brother. Come on. I was like, fuck, you're right, dude. <laughs> and, like, people were, like, being cool, get me high. And I was like, oh, he's in a band. And, you know, we go. We'd fucking kill it, play a great show or whatever. And, um, uh, and when you're out there, like, you know what I mean? And, it's cool because you guys have practiced up and 
everybody knows what's going on. You're making eye contact. You know what's going to happen. So, like, what's going on here? Like, you you know it. Yeah, you're like, not paying attention to yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, you, I mean, you are because you don't want to fuck, or at least I was because I didn't want to fuck up <laughs> with all these people watching and shit. So, I'm like, all right, like, you know, and I'd be like, dude, like, you're getting too wound up. You're getting too, like, in, like thinking about the parts too much. Like, enjoy this, man. Like, this is rad. And I just, like, look out at the crowd, you know, going ape shit. And I was like, oh, man, what am I even talking about? This is amazing. And then I'd be like, yeah, like, you know, really lean into it. If it was a good show and I was feeling it. There were some shows where it was like some fucking judgmental ass fucking punk rock kids, like is arms it, crossed, is, not it, dancing. like not. It's weird how the entire crowd can have like similar reaction. But the crowd the night before had mm-hmm. the exact opposite. Yeah. But dude. it's not like yeah. half and half. Uh-uh. Or, you know, some are into it and some aren't. Like, yeah. it does get this entire, like, no one here likes this. Yeah. But last night, everybody loved everybody it. Everybody loved it. It's like, what? The- it's so weird, man. That's what, that's why you see people, like, when you listen to musicians talking about a tour. It's like, so how was tour? It's like, well, man, like, and that's it. And so then, like, every time they, like, plot out a new one, you can see them trying to, like, yeah, avoid play those to, shit yeah, yeah, places. Yeah, avoid the yeah. shit places and like play to the fucking spots that that's why there have been so many bands that they would come through Columbia again and again and again because they were doing their own booking or that had pretty, you know what I mean? Like we're in a position to have like a lot of control about their route, you know, and they were small enough to like. Yeah, that's why what Newfound give a Glory fuck used and to come here come every month. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't that, that often. It was pretty often. It was man. fairly often. It was fairly often. Them and the Ataris. Oh, God. Like, every other month. <laughs> every other month, one of them was here. Yeah, man. There's been a long string of bands from other places in town. And there are bands that will never come here again for various reasons. There are bands that have come and have blacklisted us for the same exact reason. That we drink too much. <laughs> that we drink too much? <laughs> Really? That's not what every band does it for. But there have been bands. They're like, yo, Columbia, y'all fucking drink too much. I love it. Is, like, that, is that a true statement? Gotta, it is a true statement. And then, like, people have come back and been like, yo, I can't come back here no more, man. Y'all drink too much. The crowd. The crowd drinks too much? Well, yeah, because it's not about... Because here's something that's unique about uh, our area that I, fa- I didn't realize until going on this tour is like like when the show's over the show's fucking over like a home like we're the venue you came here to watch the show show's fucking over go home right that was never new brooklyn tavern new brooklyn tavern's like show's over let's get wasted you know what i mean here the drink specials you know everybody right. hang out and drink and so bands would come through and be like what the fuck is this shit like y'all are fucking crazy it's not like the old fucking like ex sea captain fucking swarthy dudes at the bar like nah give me another narragansett like you know like it's these are like the kids that were at the show fucking hanging out for another four hours to fucking get wasted until last call at 245 or whatever you know it's like y'all drink y'all party this is fun as shit like we've been waiting for a night like this on tour you know so they come back and they come back and they're like all right my life's falling apart like i can't keep living like this i gotta leave you out town alone We can't come back here no more. <laughs> My wife says I have to quit the band if we keep playing Columbia. <laughs> no one ever said I, I, that. That's I never joke, would have but... imagined that this mm. place would have that 
I, mean, I thought people just got drunk everywhere all the time. I mean, MP- <laughs> you would. <laughs> oh, you would. You would. <laughs> Are you stereotyping me? I don't I want to say no, but like that felt so satisfying to say for some reason. I mean, <laughs> a- any type of drinking to me is like, oh, are yeah. you going to be okay in the morning? <laughs> like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. It's just like, is this a lot? Is this a little? Like, I don't fucking know. Oh, God. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but yeah, that's weird about here is like, we, yeah, we, we have a, we have a vibrant, drinking culture that is not like uh yeah they don't they don't do it that way other places like people drink but like people are like yo man i had like two miller lights i'm taking the fucking uh the fucking public transit home or whatever why would i drive that's crazy you know whereas here it's almost like at least that's the way it's been i don't know like that's probably changing now but like back then you know it was like like, people would come out, it's like, oh, man, I don't want to get too fucked up, man, I don't want to drive. It's like, ah, oh, come on, you can do a shot with me. Like, you uh, know, yeah. and it'd be like a whole thing, you'd talk people into getting as drunk as possible, and then be like, all right, make it home safe. Like, it's like, come on, man, what are you doing? You know, but that that was the culture, you know? Like, drunk driving was a pastime. Like, what was the changing. What was the shittiest thing that happened? On tour? On, on that tour, like, shittiest city you went to, or oh. shittiest, like, moment... Is there anything that stands out to you as like, oh, like this part of it? Yeah, I mean, did you go to like Nebraska or anything? <laughs> we did go to Nebraska. Did you really? Yeah, actually. What? Omaha. That's the story. That's the story. That That's tell. what you're gonna tell me. <laughs> I swear to God, we were in, we were landlocked as shit, and the tour the tour had started in Albuquerque, and wound through. Uh, Wound through the Pacific uh, Southwest up the coast, like up the PCH into like uh, Portland and Seattle, right, and then into the Midwest and ended in Chicago. Do you remember where you played in Seattle? The uh, venue, so, the heart of something. The okay. something was uh, that? No, that wasn't Seattle. El Corazon. El Corazon. Is that really it? Yeah, it was El Corazon. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We played I saw that Enslaved and Agaloc. Oh, play fuck. There, which is not quite the same as Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, but I guess yeah. they just have all kinds of shows. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the ones we headlined too, because Sick of It All wasn't. With, they were only playing like the arena shows, and so like we were playing these uh, smaller houses, like when we were out on the run. You said the last was in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, the Where'd Metro. You? Yeah, yeah, that's like a famous fucking place. Yeah, yeah, dude, and it's like cavernous back behind the stage. Like there's like a fucking city of rooms back there. I was worried I was going to get lost before the gig. Like I was like leaving things to like mark my path. There were so many like different. Have you spent time in Chicago before? Um, yes. Uh, that, uh, on that tour was the last time I was there. Uh, but I'd been there like 20 years ago. You've been to Detroit? No, I've never been to Detroit. Have you been? Well, it's going to make it more difficult. Hmm. If you could never go to Chicago or Atlanta again, which one would you pick? Whoa, like I've got to give up one city forever? Yeah, or there's one city that you want to avoid. <laughs> like, Oh, oh, like which would I want to avoid? Oh, man. Oh, damn. Um, or do you, love, do you love both of those cities? Because I'll tell you, Chicago terrifies me. Does it? And I'm not someone that really gets scared of, like, cities. Yeah. And it, I've only been there once. Uh-huh. And generally, the Greyhound stations aren't in the best part of town. Sure. But 
it was like the most mind blowing, dirty, like destroyed, like run down city I'd ever been in. Oh shit. And it may have only been like at the hub oh. where the station was. Right. Because we, we, we pulled in and then we went back on the highway and got out. Right. I didn't spend any time there. Okay. It was yeah. just into Chicago and out. Right. But as I was there, I was like looking out the window like like oh, like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's part. I mean, you get you don't earn the name Chirac without having some blown out ass looking places, yeah. you know. It, but it's a big fucking city, and so and it's a classic fucking, you know, uh, eventuality of American capitalism and political chicanery type city too. So there's obviously yeah. places where that are just like, I mean, the places we were in, we were in like the Wicker Park area. I think I gotta I give it. I think I gotta purposefully go there. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, find shit to do. Yeah, to get a better. Because yeah. I've hated on Chicago for like twenty years because <laughs> Off of, of that because one, of that one experience. <laughs> but like, it can't be that bad if you got a screeching weasel out of it, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's got to be some good. And we talked. It came up earlier. But Lawrence Arms are from Chicago. Oh, are they from and, Chicago? Like, you made fun of them for being an emo band, which is fine. <laughs> but like, that's one of my. That's one of my favorite punk bands, like, ever. Hell yeah. Like, there's something about them that really, like, sticks out. But anyway. Yeah. You went to Nebraska. Oh, yeah. You know, and now that I'm thinking about it, I said it was Nebraska. We actually, Nebraska was a chill time. uh, Okay. Outside, yeah, Nebraska was cool. We played these, um, uh, it was like a, a series of grids or whatever, and some of the streets were for, like, car traffic, and then some of them were, like, kind of back alleys for just like getting stuff out of the buildings like sanitation and shit like that and so the band was parked on the back side of the gig and then catty cornered on the other side of the street um the back side of whatever venue was over there this other band was in their van and so we were both like loading out to throw up and do sound check in a little bit and so this is like just more time to kill and this band had been on tour for like a year and a half straight because they were like a hippie band, and they, they did that shit. And uh, they said, uh, one of the guys was like, hey, you want to hang out with us? We're going to smoke some hash, and you can hang out. And I was like, hash, that's like weed, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's like weed. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, cool, cool. Is uh, that supposed to mean something to me? Huh? I don't have a yeah, fucking I know, Yeah, okay. I know. Okay. I know. Yeah, no, no. Is, yeah. Is, is it different? It is a little different. Okay. Like, they mix in, like... Um, some tobacco or something they mix something it's, it's not a wildly different thing it's not a wildly different okay. thing but it is far more potent you it know is what i mean like okay. it kind of kind of punches you in the face like you get like oh like i did not mean to you know I mean? it's intense it can be intense if you don't know what you're doing and so he tried to warn me about that i was like ah come on bro i got this like and i i was pretty it was i i got way more high than i wanted to get and then had to like play the show that night got through it fine um i don't at least i feel like i got through it fine i may have just <laughs> looked like like not even move lurch on stage or whatever <laughs> like but uh but i got through the gig and that was a fun gig so no the next night was iowa and that was the night that was really uh weird and wild like because the whole tour i guess i was like sort of leaning in a little bit into like the rock and roll thing like maybe Good. a little too much Good. yeah it, i mean it got weird i would, got scared back in iowa would you have gotten did they know that you got high on tour 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I wasn't like it. It yeah. wasn't like against the rules. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that was the reason they were like, all right, after at the end of the story, <laughs> yeah, they, this guy can't handle it. Like he's gonna. <laughs> and it was because of Iowa, dude. <laughs> so like we went to the we played this place called the House of Bricks, and like the kids there, I guess they were really they were relatively cool. It was just weird being in a landlocked city, like knowing that there was like no open body of water for like forever. Yeah. And um. And the lady that owned the venue also owned the bar next door. And I met her earlier in the day. And then she introduced me to one of her regulars that was at the bar. I cannot remember what the guy's name was. Um, Oh, fuck. I cannot remember what the guy's name was. But he he fucking uh, was buying me all these shots. This is like earlier in the day. We'd just gotten there. The bar was like just open. I guess it's right. happy hour. And he started buying me all these shots. And he was like, you know, uh, call me weird, but I think it would be cool uh, or, or like hilarious. Uh, do you want to do some heroin with me? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, heroin. You, he just bought me a titty balls shot. Like the third one. He's like, let's do another titty balls. And I was like, all right. It's, What's like, that? it's, it's some, it's a bunch of, I don't even remember. Okay. It came out pink. That's you know? cool. Yeah. So drank a couple of those and he's like, you want to do some heroin? I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to, I think it'd be like kind of cool, like pretty funny to do heroin with a guy from stretch Armstrong. <laughs> and I was like, I could see why that would be like <laughs> right. funny. Yeah, I could see. I'm good though. Like I, I got to play tonight. So no, no H town for me. Thanks. <laughs> and he's like, all right, no worries, cool. <laughs> the owner came, and she was like, "He didn't offer you heroin, did he?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "God damn it!" His name—I wish I could remember his name. It was something funny. Something like it wasn't. No, it wasn't that. I can't remember. It was something funny, but. So, it's not really like a recreational drug. It's right? not really, but yeah, it's like it's not a. You don't throw, you don't buy somebody a couple of shots at the bar. And I, I thought I was being like, the way he like changed, like because he like sort of shifted in the seat and his demeanor changed. And I thought he was gonna like proposition me or something, <laughs> right? And, which he did, but not about sex. It was about that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good, dude. You're like you're just straight. And but I don't know what it was about that, like, but I think it threw me. I don't know, man. Like, I just kept drinking. And uh, me and the lady that owned the place started flirting. And then at the end of the night, at close, uh, we'd packed all our stuff, but we were just chilling. They're like, yeah, we'll be here until we head out. And I go drink for the last, like, 20 minutes. Bars are open. I just go with her, like, visiting all the other bars that, you know, right. fellow bar owners, like, they'll let us in, whatever. And we just have like a beer in like three or four different places right before they close getting fucked up and then come back to her bar and for some reason start making out i was no, that's against the rules too Ooh. right uh, uh, what of stretch yeah no i mean no it's fine none of the other no, nobody else nobody else is gonna do it but i was right. the, i was the wild card it's awesome that you're too wild for a stretch on <laughs> You're like the bad, like the bad seed. Yeah, like, I'm sure they were like, "Is he making out with the venue owner over there? Is that what's going on right now?" David, hey, what are you doing, dude? What's wrong? With you? She was like 40. 
awesome. I mean, I'm older than that now, but yeah. <laughs> you know, like that was old to me then. She was like 25 or something. She, you got to uh, embrace it, man. Yeah. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity indeed it like was the, the tour uh, yeah not making out with an old lady <laughs> right. i mean that's not i nearly missed the tour like you were late to well, like show up we we were leaving the next morning and uh i went to her i went to her house after the bar closed up or whatever oh like, you almost missed the rest of it after yeah, that day yeah exactly yeah huge house or her, her she's divorced from her ex from, from her husband you stayed they at shared her house. the house huh you stayed at her house I was there for a couple of hours yeah like hang, I mean yeah like nothing happened or whatever but like I was there like you know hanging out and stuff and then she's like oh yeah I gotta get you back now and um and I was like oh my phone died I had a sidekick you know those flip phones dude you had like, that thing forever yeah the blue one yeah, yeah like yeah, the yeah. dark purple dark purple yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and uh and it died, and so I couldn't call them to find out where they were at, and so she just had to drive me around. She had uh, like a Miata. I think. You found it. We found it. We went to like four or five different like motels, and we found it as they were checking out. They're like, "We gotta go. We gotta keep going with the tour. We gotta leave them. We gotta go." Were they pretty irritated with you? Uh, yeah, or? they were. They were. Well, they, it was one of those things where they were like, "All right, like if you're, if you, how did they put it? Like they're like." They're like, long as you're here, dude, it's all good. Long as you're here, long as you're here, long as you're here. It's like, yo, dude, like, I, they're laid back dudes, man. They're there chill dudes. He was like, dude, we were absolutely about to leave you. Like, you were. I got there just in time to get my shit packed up. And, like, I was running to jump in the van, like, as they were, like, rolling out of the parking lot, I hopped in and got it. So that was the shittiest night of tour. But there were far also, more great It also nights. sounds like it was pretty fun and entertaining it was it was awesome it was it was a great it was a great great night or a great great month i guess it was fantastic it was fantastic i don't think i need to do it again (laughs) i'll tell you i never felt more alive than when i tried to clean that gaboon viper's cage (laughs) did it ever hiss at you uh (laughs) Like, did you ever? I did like, not walk try to get a, it or anything. I walked past it, but I never tried to get a rise out of it or anything. <laughs> Absolutely not, dude. I want that. I want that motherfucker to know as little about my existence as possible. <laughs> I ended up selling it back to the dude that I bought it from because like, same price. Like, just trade the money back, basically. No, I think I made money on it oh. because I bought them like, like hatchling size. Oh, like, I still, see. fucking would have killed me mm-hmm. had it bit me mm-hmm. but it was six inches long maybe mm. and when i got rid of it he was probably about four feet long wow. and remember those things are short and stubby and fat mm-hmm. they're not one of these mm-hmm. elongated snakes mm-hmm. so he was probably about just five six inches like around mm. and you have those reinforced they're basically like golf clubs like the snake hooks mm-hmm. and it would take two of those things Damn. to get him like out of his cage Damn. because I'm not cleaning the cage with him in it. Yeah. But it also freaked me out because they're so heavy that generally you have like the hook and then the snake is just drooped over it. Mm-hmm. But he's so fucking big and fat that you would imagine he would just like, could like flop out because of the weight Yeah, yeah. or just that he's so big 
weight-wise that I don't want to just support him with one hand. Yeah. Because so, especially when you've got like a like a five-foot pole, it feels heavier because of like science and shit, mm-hmm. right? Than if you're holding it like in yeah. your hand. Yeah. So I would use these two, and I would have someone with like one of those big Walmart Tupperware, like the 30-gallon ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would have them stand with like the lid sitting upright on it so it was like a trap door so the second i put him in they can like slam it down Mm -hmm. and it just got so fucking terrifying that like if he we would always have like this plan like if he gets out of these tongs we're gonna fucking kill it and i have like i had a third person every time me Mm. moving the snake Somebody manning, like, the, the rubber tote. Yeah. And then another person with, like, a shovel. Like, yeah. if he falls, like, we can't run out of the room. Yeah. Because he's going to get stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get to where we can't find him. Yeah. And then you have to search for it. No fucking way I'm searching yeah, absolutely. for it. Absolutely. So it's like, just kill it immediately. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think there was, like, a final straw it just got to the point where it was so big and so heavy that I was like, this isn't safe. I was always scared of it. Yeah. But I guess it just got to where I was like, okay, like (laughs) I've owned this thing for like three years now or whatever. Mm. Like I've had my enjoyment with it. Lots of time I had, I think I was moving in with somebody who was like, fuck no. (laughs) Like you, you cannot have that thing at my house. And I guess looking back on it, I'm kind of surprised that I had so many roommates that, <laughs> they were, like, that were right. okay with it. God. Uh, but I sold it back to him. And, it's, you know, you ever go to the barnyard? Barnyard flea market, yeah. Like, that's the dude I got it from. Holy shit. Because he... He kind of runs the side operation of, like, mm. I don't think he could get you, like, a fucking tiger or something. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But he can get you some weird shit. Mm. And so I sold it back to him. And a few years later, I went back there, and he had a skin that it had shed. I got on his wall, and he was like, that's your, like, that's your gaboon's skin. And that shit was probably another like foot bigger wow. and like another inch like wider. Wow. And I was like he was like, She's my favorite man, like like he he breeds them so that oh he can sell, you oh. know. And it's just like terrifying, dude. Mm. But you had a hoss. But awesome. <laughs> like I can't <laughs> just I mean, I didn't, like, stick my hand in there and, like, tempt death or anything. (laughs) It was just, like, I guess being into that shit since I was, like, six or seven. Yeah. Like, how many many iguanas are you going to own? You know? Yeah. It's kind of like drugs. Yeah. Like, I've been smoking weed for 20 years. This guy at the bar is offering me some heroin. Like, I might as well try it. (laughs) Do it, man. (laughs) I was like, well, you want me to, you want me to just become an addict on tour real quick? Like, what is wrong with you? If you eat a weed leaf, like right off the plant, uh-huh. is it ever, is it going to do something? Uh, not a leaf, nah. 
What do you mean by not a leaf? Is there a part of the plant that well, yeah, you can like just the, eat and? Well, the the like the the part with the the with the active ingredient, so to speak, in it would be like the would be the bud. Would be like it's like the flower. Of the, you the you could straight eat it and get a high from it. You could, yeah. Do people do that? Sometimes, I mean, like generally, you like separate out like the the, the other shit, the other right? the other shit, and then you like make a butter out of it and like cook with it or grind it up and put it into. Could the you food. could you do that could with do that. the cocoa plant? Probably, yeah. I should I should think so. Why is that not a thing? Because usually, if you've got cocoa plants and you're making cocaine, but it, it, and if, you're like if, more concerned with that. If I want to. Because you can make like millions of dollars. If I want to not mix it with all these chemicals, oh, and, just and I can like, still get high from chewing on a leaf. Like, is there no one that prefers? I'll just chew on the leaf and get a high instead of shoving all these chemicals in my body. Mm. Like, is there not some kind of like coke purist out there, like some hipster, like <laughs> coke aficionado that's Shit, like, man. I just chew the like. Like a, they got a little dipping pouch, oh, right. like chewing tobacco, like, you know, yeah, but it's just right. cocoa it's just leaves in a pouch and you just stuff it in there. Oh, I'm going to yeah. start doing that. It's oh. like a minor high. <laughs> yeah, what do you think that would be like for me? Do you think it would be like a, a major high? I think you'd have some good, it'd be a good pre-workout for you. Here's what I want you to That's do. Do sure. you know any Coke dealers? <laughs> no. If you can put I'm me, talking out my ass on this whole topic. If you can put me in touch with one, but be like, I got a dude that just wants the leaves. <laughs> I just get the leaves. Can we put a call in to like Mexico and be like, oh, we just a, need like a hundred leaves. Like we need 25 kilos and just like just a bag of leaves, man. <laughs> I don't know, I got, like an ounce? I got this one fucking dude. He's so annoying. <laughs> Please just help me out on this. He's got a hard part and a twirled mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to leave. <laughs> I can see him right now with his thumbs and his damn suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> Asking when his damn cocoa leaves are going to get here. <laughs> oh, man. Can you... Can you grow that shit? I'm guessing no. Probably not. I don't, yeah, I don't... Because I, I feel like it's one of those things that... When does it become illegal? Like, is the plant illegal? Or is it once you make the cocaine? Like, now it's illegal. That's a really good question. Because doesn't it have actual uses? Aside from cocaine? Maybe. Or, or is that the only use? Because, like, weeds now have got, like, a million fucking uh, uses, It always right? has, though. That's uh, That always has... You know, because you can do shit with the hemp, you can do shit with, like, the CBD, the THD, all that, blah, blah, blah. Like, But that's, I, I've never thought about any of this. This could be an untapped market. Oh. <laughs> we just need to move to, like, Savannah. The million-dollar idea. Start selling, idea. like, cocoa leaves to people. Oh, my gosh, yeah. 